the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Yeah, that's right. It is episode 100 of the Nick D podcast. Uh, and uh, thank you, Jason Skaggs, for that uh, appropriate song. Yes, episode 100. We're here. We made it. We did it. Um, I am thrilled. I couldn't be happier about doing this podcast every Tuesday and every Friday and uh, having so many people listen to it and having such great feedback and so many subscribers and just been a wonderful almost year in uh, in January. Second week of January will be marking a year of doing this. But we are at 100, which is quite a milestone, and I'm unbelievably proud and unbelievably thrilled. Thank you so much for being a part of it. If you want to be more of a part of it, you can send us voicemails at uh, leave us voicemails 24 seven at seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. Drop us an email at nickdpodcast at gmail dot com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs, who is responsible for so much stuff. We will hear from him during uh, this uh, uh, 100th episode <clears throat> for all of the great music and the themes and the great contributions that he's made. Um, and please take the time to listen to all of the other amazing podcasts that are varied and entertaining and informative and funny and awesome on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the podcast network I've been a part of now for uh, 100 episodes. Check out Radio Misfits. Uh, radiomisfits.com, and rate and review on every platform. Take the time to please do that. Uh, and thank you for all of that stuff. I would uh, like to say before we jump in here uh, and do the 100th uh, uh, episode celebration where we're going to be playing clips from past episodes, it's an all-star lineup uh, that we have here from Dana DiLorenzo, my future ex-wife, to Alex Winter from uh, Bill & Ted, to our, our aforementioned Jason Skagg, Stephen Tobolowski, Sven Gulli, who was our very first guest, and so many more celebrity clips that we're going to be playing back from 100 episodes. We have some voicemail uh, wishes from some celebrities and some people who have been a part of the podcast in the past uh, who are wishing us happy uh, 100th episode. But before we get into that, I just want to thank a couple of people. One, Doc Julin. Doc Julin is a great musician. And a really cool guy who is a regular on the Steve uh, Dahl podcast uh, and has been a regular on Steve's podcast for a very long time. Uh, and I reached out to Dog when I was like, you know, I think I want to do a podcast, um, you know, after WGN fired me, um, you know, unceremoniously um, and really unfairly. But we won't get into that. 
Uh, I knew that I wanted to kind of get back into it after a really rough period of time. I took like a year and a half to do some funky stuff in my life and get better. And then I decided, okay, I want to get back out there and I want to do my thing. And I thought the best way to do my thing would be doing a podcast. So I reached out to Doc, who is um, part of Steve Dahl's podcast, who is a great musician and a great guy. And Doc, uh, we went out to dinner and we talked and he gave me some advice and he told me some of the things that I should do uh, and things like that. And he said, the number one thing you should do is you need to call a guy named Ed Silla. Uh, Ed is the guy who runs Radio Misfits, the podcast network, the Radio Misfits podcast network. And he's like, you talk to this guy. This guy is one of the first creators of the podcast networks. Uh, he helped Steve Dahl begin his podcast. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the guys who taught Steve everything he knows about doing a successful podcast. And this guy runs an amazing podcast network that you should check out. He gave me Ed's number. Uh, and then I called up Ed. He's like, let's meet. We met. And within an hour of meeting Ed, I knew that I wanted to work with him. I knew I wanted to be a part of the Radio Misfits podcast network. So, uh, And he's been nothing but supportive. Ed, I love you, man. Um, Ed uh, is the one who edits everything and puts it out there, um, puts it at RadioMisfits.com and throws it out on all the platforms. It's available on every single platform out there. If you Google the Nick D podcast, you'll find it. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon. It's on, uh, it's on Apple. It's on all of the platforms, and that's all because of Ed. He puts it together uh, and, uh, and sends it out uh, you know, every uh, – I send it to him usually on a Monday night or uh, on a Thursday night, and then it's up by 6.30 in the morning all over the Internet at RadioMisfits.com, and that's because of Ed Silla, the guy who runs Radio Misfits. A great guy, a supportive guy, and an awesome dude, and a guy who said, yep, yeah, uh, I'll help you out. He taught me how to do everything. I didn't know, how to, I didn't know what the hell to do on a podcast. Uh, came over to my place, hooked everything up, the equipment, the laptop, the, you know, the, the interface, the mic, the, the everything, all the equipment, showed me how to do it, showed me how to run uh, the, uh, you know, uh, the, the software that I've been using. I had no idea what to do. I never owned a laptop in my life, uh, ever. And, uh, and uh, Ed came over, showed me how to do it, and since then I've learned every single day as I've done this. And I wouldn't have been able to do this, obviously, without Ed. So, Ed, thank you very much. And it all goes back to me meeting with Doc. Doc Julin, an amazing dude, an incredible guy. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just those are the guys. Ed, Doc said, hey, I think you should meet Ed. Ed said, yes, I think we will do this. And since then, um, I owe everything, you know, the success of this podcast to Ed, to everybody at Radio Misfits, and to, uh, and to that meeting that I had with Doc. Um, um, over a year ago. So anyway, uh, th- I wanted to give those special thank yous to those guys and to especially to Radio Misfits, the home of this podcast and a new podcast that I'm going to be hosting launching uh, in January. On uh, January 11th, my new podcast uh, focusing on Saturday Night Live, that's called um, That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. It'll be once a week and it's all about SNL. And Ed said, yeah, let's do that podcast too. So again, thank you to Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Thank you to Doc for uh, hooking me up with that. And thank you guys for uh, you know making this podcast a, a very big success, something that I never even tried before, that I was really nervous about doing, and now I love doing it. I'm good at it, too, I think, uh, especially like learning all the tech stuff. Um, so I'm in now, and I'm having a great time. And I could not do this podcast without, well, first... Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Right, I know. Let's get into this celebration, and I can't do the celebration without my partner in crime. Uh, and as soon as she said yes to doing this podcast, it was on. Like, I was like, okay, I think I'll do a podcast, but I really want, I really need Esmeralda to be a part of this. And when she said yes, without hesitation... 
like that. She said yes. I couldn't be happier, and that was when it was definitely a go. So let's say hello to the one, the only, as we celebrate 100 episodes on this, the 100th episode of the Nick D Podcast. Let's say hello to the one and only Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Yeah. And there she is, Esmeralda Leon. Hi, Esmeralda. Hi. Hi. 100 episodes. I know. That's that's a lot. It's a lot. It's crazy. It's 100. <laughs> it's it's 100, which is uh which is nuts. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so I was just, you know, introducing the fact that, uh, you know, like all this happened, uh, because, uh, Doc, I, I met with Doc Julin and he was like, Hey, you should mm-hmm. meet this guy, Ed. And then we met and we liked each other and it was like, okay, I'll work with these guys. And I was like, I don't want to do this unless I can get Esmeralda. And you said yes immediately. And I wanted yeah. to just personally say thank you very much. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Oh, and it's been fun. It's been a fun, uh, 100 episodes and it's almost been if you can believe, it's almost been a year. We started doing this. Uh, I started. I started this podcast. I think it was Jan- middle of January of last year. Were you? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, I could not tell you. If someone asked me when did it start, mm, no idea. Yeah, it was about. I, I want to say seventeenth or eighteenth of January was the was the first episode. Um. So yeah, but it's been fun. Have you had fun doing it? Of course. It's always fun. Yeah. Right, cool. So you and I, uh, we, we talked about this at the Zanies, uh, the first Zany show. And again, we have the second Zany show coming up in January, January 17th, mm-hmm. uh, where we'll, we're going to be giving away a magic megaphone, Esmeralda. You must be thrilled about that. I know. That's so exciting. I'm uh, glad that others will get to for- have the magic of a megaphone for for those of you who are <laughs> new or something there we have this running uh bit now that's called the magic megaphone message where i speak into a magic megaphone anything anybody wants me to say and we've got a ton of every every single episode now since we started this uh we have had a a, a, a subscriber a listener request something to say into the megaphone i play it back we d- discuss it and it's weird and it's funny and now um i have a, a bunch of magic megaphones to give away um, uh, thanks yeah. to courtesy of Jason Skaggs. He's like, hey, man, I'll give you some <laughs> megaphones. And so we have the actual model, the, the, you know, the, the, the complete act, the same one that I have sitting next to me here um, that I use for the Magic Megaphone. We have those to give away. We're going to give mm-hmm. away one at every Zany's appearance we make, and we'll autograph them. Me and you will autograph them. Oh, um, yes. They'll go up that, and they'll, they'll go down in price. Yeah, exactly. They'll go down in value <laughs> immediately. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that. We got Dwayne Kennedy and a whole bunch of stuff. Real quick plug. Please come out to Zany's on Tuesday, January 17th. 
It'll be interactive. We have a lot of fun with the audience. We're going to make you laugh. We'll tell great stories. And one of the greatest comedians, Emmy winner, Dwayne Kennedy, is going to be on stage with us. My dad's going to tell a joke. We're going to give away a lot of really fun stuff, a bunch of swag, and a magic megaphone will be given away that night. Nice. So, uh, I love it. At, I love it. it. It's at Zanies on January 17th. That's in Rosemont. Check out rosemont.zanies.com, 847-813-0484 for your tickets. Get them now, January 17th. But we talked about our history and how... You started uh, doing traffic um, at uh, at the car wash, mm-hmm. um, filling in, and then they eventually gave you the gig. Um, and I we, c- we couldn't narrow it down. I think it was like 2014 or 15 when you came in. Is somewhere we, around there? Yeah, and then we started working Again. together. And and you were doing afternoons, right? They gave you afternoons as well at one point. Yeah, I was. Well, I was doing afternoons. Well, okay. So how it started at GNI was doing just weekends, Saturdays, and Sundays, um, mostly daytime, sometimes night, but not um, overnight. Yeah. Uh, and then they moved me to afternoons, uh, noon to seven. And then I got moved to overnights mm-hmm. after that. And noon to seven would be around that time. Who was the after? It was, um, was it, I think was at it the Gary? time I couldn't remember. No, no, no. It was. Um, no, Gary was I still gone. I can't remember his damn name. Uh, was it Roe? Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. All right. So you had so you had Williams and Roe, right? It was so was it John Williams and then Roe? No. Um yeah, a little bit of him, a little yeah. bit of um, Oh, uh, Bill and Serrat Wendy. and Marciano. Oh, Serrat and A little Marciano bit of Bill and new... Wendy. Yeah, okay. So it was like Bill and Wendy, Marciano and then Roe. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. And then they eventually moved you to overnights. Yes. Yeah, were you okay with doing that? Or? News, doing news, Do- and traffic. Right. I remember when you were. I remember when you were doing news. That was fantastic. Oh I used to. I used, I, I used to run into the newsroom before your, uh, uh, before uh, before your news reports, and they were always. I was always thrilled. I was always happy that you were there. I hated that, it. You hated doing the news. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I don't like doing news. It wasn't fun for me. <laughs> well, you know. Well, no. I mean, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was. It also you were in the newsroom and you were farther away from me. Because the traffic mm-hmm. hut, the traffic hut up on the seventh floor when we would do the show up there, before we moved over across the river, you were right next door to my studio. Yeah, you were right there, so it was easy to see you, and I saw you all the time and stuff. But in the newsroom, you know, you were. But then when Vic came in, um, right, and then they put Vic on. For he did overnights, and then I just right. went back to traffic. So then it was Vic in the newsroom, um, mm-hmm. me, Dan, and you. And he was doing a, a fantastic job. Versus what I was doing. <laughs> Vic well, is like, actually, well, because he, he was new. Like, that's what he. Yeah. Yeah. He's still there. He's still gig. doing news. Yeah. He's, he's still at news. the car wash. Yeah. He does. I believe he does the hot waxing at the car wash is what I think. Mm. So, uh, but anyway, well, so we go back a while. We go back a ways and yeah. we always got along. It was always great uh, when you contributed. It was always a blast. Um, we did some regular stuff um, on the, on the show, like, would Esmeralda buy that? Which, by the way, I'm getting so many requests for us to do that again. We have to for do Would that. Esmeralda buy that? Yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll go back and do that. We will definitely do that. And I think w- we won't do it in, in January, but in February, I think we'll, we'll get prepped and do a Zany's live version of Would Esmeralda yeah. buy that. Well, I feel like we'd have to get the audience to be the guessers. Oh, yeah. No, no question about it. No question. Considering that makes it- someone has to get 
the yeah. items together. <laughs> well, someone has to get the items together. I mean, now, you know, before we opened up the phone lines and we had Dan and we had Vic, you know, right. in, in the newsroom and then Tom and whoever else, and Vic, who was in the newsroom, to vote. It, mm-hmm. When it's just you and me, we can't vote. What are you going to ask your cat? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Be like, Jake. <laughs> Jake, what, what do you think? think? Would I buy this? You think Rawr. I'd buy this? But we'll do it. But anyway, so it's been it's just been a blast working with you. And, and uh, when you said yes to do the podcast, it made me uh, very, very happy. Oh, um, well, and then I went, I did this. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And then you went. Ah! Right. Oof, I threw myself. You I was did. like, We're what? Not- <laughs> That's right. And then so many times you do this. God damn it, Nick. That's right. Um, of course, yeah. And, uh, A lot of, of people course. do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and Hi, Car- I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. Hi, I'm yeah. Carrie Russell, and Hi, I Carrie saw the opportunity. Nick's show. Ended up on your balcony. <laughs> she is. She's out on the back porch. She's got a sign that says, Happy 100. Hi, oh, I'm thank- Carrie Russell, thank and you, I Carrie. love Nick's show. All right. She's really, I wonder if she has like a tab open at the Staples or something. She did. She did. <laughs> <laughs> all these so, crafts. So, um, we're, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that you do it. It's always a blast. I always have fun uh, doing, doing the show with you. And I love, you know, because the first part is me introducing it. The second part is my guest. And the third part mm-hmm. is always me and you. Except on, yes. uh, on the, the first Tuesday of each month when we do the For the People with Tom and Herb. Um, and I always have a blast uh, talking about uh, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, do you have like favorite mm-hmm. things that we've talked about uh, or, or favorite things that we've done while on the podcast? Uh, well, of course, the taste tests. Yeah. Those are always super fun. Mm-hmm. And we're in the um, middle of doing that right now. The Japanese uh, candy yeah. snack taste test, which we'll, we, we will bring back up on, uh, on uh, Tuesday. Those are always fun. Yeah. I enjoy and I always enjoyed it, which was uh, your dad's joke. Yes, and we do that every Tuesday. Which I'm so glad that you brought that back. Yeah, well, that was truly like a that's, point of like of of uh, brightness. Well, every Monday in, morning, I, I I always thought that every Monday morning people would want to start their work week with a joke from my dad, and uh, yeah. and that that turned out to be a very popular thing. So of course I brought it over to the podcast, and of course you know it's the, it was the highlight of our last Zanies. Uh, event oh my god yeah he kills he could <laughs> he, he honestly he, he could have done the whole show by himself exactly. people would have yeah so, so um we've had a lot of uh, I, I i've had the opportunity to interview a lot of really great people and i'm going to share mm-hmm. a lot of those clips for you because this is episode 100 which is insane to me insane uh that we're still going strong we're going to continue to go twice a week um and then i'm uh, i got another podcast that i'll be doing esmeralda about Saturday Night Live, which launches in January. And I Amazing. want to thank Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits for making that a reality. That'll be coming up in January. But looking back at 100 episodes, I have a whole bunch of uh, clips that I'm going to play back. Some of, uh, some of them maybe you've heard or not heard, Esmeralda, because these are interviews that I do when you're not here. Yeah. So yeah. These might be, some of these might be new to you. But we're going to have some celebrities and some fun interviews. And I've got some voicemail messages uh, that I'm going to play back. And, of course, we have uh, uh, Jason Skaggs is responsible for this. Oh, welcome, everyone, to the 100th episode celebration. You know, it was 100 episodes ago. We had no episodes. Now, check this. We had 100 episodes, yeah. 100 episodes you can listen online anytime. 
So what do you say? We celebrate today and play back some of those phone messages left by you. So th- oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so we got some phone messages. I love it. That's so uh, good. These are either people who were part of the show or regulars, uh, guests on the show, or... Uh, you know, celebrities that we've had on. So I'm just going to play them in order of how they were left on the voicemail messages, and then we'll play some clips from past shows. All right, Esmeralda, this first one um, is, uh, is a, a, a tremendous actor who um, I, I had to curb my interview, my, my interview topics uh, from not talking the entire time about Dune because he's in Dune. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet? No, no, God, please, no. <laughs> oh, I would have just been making out with the microphone uh, oh, at that my point. Oh, God. No, it's, it's our old buddy uh, who spent a significant amount of time here in Chicago, David Desmalchin. Um, and nice. he, was kind of, he was kind enough to leave this. Nick D., it's David Desmalchin calling you from the basement of the basement of the crypt where I am down here chained to a slab of cement <laughs> covered in blood and sweat trying to write more horror comic books. Uh, I'm loving every minute of it. Hey, man, it's so good uh, listening to the show. You're kick-ass. Keep kicking ass. Here's to uh, 100 billion more uh, episodes, and I intend to be on many of those. All right. Creep it real, my fiend. There it is, David Dismount. That's so awesome. He's the best, That's man. great. I like he's that how best. he's chained... In a basement yeah. Yeah. of a basement, yeah. so he's deep down there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I, I figure since we just played a clip of of, uh, of Dave leaving a message, I may as well play a clip from the uh, interview that I did with uh, David oh, Desmarchin. Uh, so this is this was a this was a great one, I, and um, yeah. Uh, so here's here's a, a little clip of uh, of David Desmarchin. I don't know if he, I don't know if he, did we talk about how much I am fucking obsessed with Dune? I mean, before the movie. <laughs> How, how, much I've, how much I love the books, how much I worship Frank Herbert. Um, and uh, I, I even, look, I know a lot of people piss on it. I back Lynch's version. I do. Yeah, man. It, of course. There's and, so much incredible artistry in that film, and there's so much like just boundary-pushing yep. science fiction, visual yep. uh, succulence that just like, and the performances he gets, the cast is phenomenal. I mean, I'm sitting in my office right now with a spinning rack of famous monster and Dracula Lives magazines on one side of me and behind me a framed... Uh, old uh, parchment with fear is the mind killer uh, printed boldly on it. And it's been there for a very long time. So you can imagine, you know, my lifelong obsession with Herbert and Dune in particular, which I've always felt was a significant piece of literature, not just science fiction. I always felt this was a really important piece of lit that people need to read whatever their proclivities are when it comes to the kind of lit that they generally absorb. And, I've known Denis for several years now. He gave me one of my first breaks. I mean, he put me in his film Prisoners back in yep. 2013, yep. Uh, which really had a huge impact on my work. And um, and we've collaborated together three times now. And when he told me he wanted me to play Piter to Freeze, um, oh, I just literally <laughs> had to go change my pants. I, it's funny because you're saying what's what you're surrounded by. To my right uh, are a stack of books and the bookends – that I have uh, one side is the tail of a worm and the other side is the head of the worm. So there it looks go. like, it looks like the sandworm is coming through my books. <sighs> Amazing. Uh, it's, it's so, so, but no, I'm a huge, I just want to say, first of all, Denis did it, man. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, I could go on and, for hours, but I was like, okay, please, please, please. 
And he did it. He made, as far as I'm concerned, the quintessential, a book that I thought was impossible to adapt. Yes. Um, and he did it, man. He did it. And yes. again, you know, we got the second part coming out next year, and I can't even explain to you. But when it was over, like, I, I went to, they had, a, I'm sure you, well, you know this, you participated in it. They uh, had, uh, like, a 10-minute preview in last July. Yes. In theaters in IMAX, and you were interviewed during the segments and all that stuff. And they showed a couple of sequences. They showed the first 10 minutes, and they showed the first spice mining scene. And I cried. I was crying, David. I was in the theater, like, yeah. crying because I was like, <gasps> and the goddamn score. I mean, I, everything about it, the ca- I everything, it's perfect, man. And you were amazing in it. You were Thanks. so good. Thanks, man. Thank you. I was um, so honored to be a part of it, and, and I made some lifelong friends on it. And, again, getting to, to be there privy to Denny's ma- mad yeah. brilliance is such God. a gift. And um, he really did. He, he brought – the book to life in a way that I, I didn't know was possible. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for him in the world of film because he bridges that gap, you know, the way that, um, you know, some filmmakers that were getting the honor of living during their, their kind of primes do the Nolans, the Jenkins, the, you know, these, these filmmakers that have just like elevated large scale, uh, chain theater movie going experiences with, film that will go down and people can look at you know 50 or 100 years from now and be like that was a really important piece of of move, movie making yeah you know yeah well i love his work man i absolutely love his work all the way i'm glad I you mean, liked the movie no i did i i can't and i can't wait for the second one and uh i mean working with stellan skarsgård must have been unbelievable i mean dude i mean he uh, was in makeup for such a long part of the day that the, a lot of my coverage we would shoot they had this fantastic actor from england who would do voice match work for Stellan. So he'd be in the shadows kind of having to deliver some of Stellan's, you know, dialogue because it was literally like, I think it was eight, eight hours, maybe six and a half, seven hours of him in makeup, getting into that, that full look for the Baron. And then he would come slowly out towards Mm. set. And, you know, I remember (laughs) Dave Batista and I standing there just kind of our jaws on the ground, trembling a little bit. And then Stellan would sit, settle into wherever the Baron was going to be kind of situated for that sequence. And, and he, 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 it's the most amazing things when people say like, well, it doesn't really matter. That guy's under 500 pounds of makeup and you've got all this prosthetics and blah, blah, blah. It goes back to my obsession and fascination with the work of Lon Chaney, one of the greatest actors of all time. And you go, well, but he was buried under all this amazing makeup and the makeup is the thing. But you go, no, man, what? Stellan, what these great artists who understand the power of that kind of, of integrated performance with makeup can do is it's in their eyes and their voice yeah. and the slightest gestures that he made as the Baron were so terrifying that hopefully you can see it in Piter's eyes. And Piter's basically a human computer, so emotions aren't like his thing, but to, to, yeah. to demonstrate some sense of fear um, was really important for me, especially in the in the wake of this guy who I kind of am willing to talk back to or go around um yeah. so it was yeah. really awesome i don't yeah. know if you, i don't that uh th- th- that was a a great interview um mm. me, you know and just talking about dune made me nuts but yeah that's david dismalchin um hey by the way you want to hear the very first things i said on the on the very first episode <laughs> it wasn't like Oop. Uh, here it is here it is. No. This is, the, this is I'm just gonna, this is the opening. Uh, the very first uh, episode. It's the Nick D podcast. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. How you doing? 
Nick DeGilio here. That's right. It's the Nick D Podcast. We are on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And uh, it's Nick DeGilio. And this is the Nick D Podcast, the very first one. All right, all right, all right. That's enough right there. <laughs> so that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to ch- you were channeling McConaughey you know, I was you're... I mean he's he's the spirit animal that I have uh, uh within me but uh, yeah that was the first thing I said and I, and and obviously Esmeralda you know who the very first guest was uh Sven wait Sven oh right Jesus. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what happened yesterday. So, <laughs> and we're going back almost episodes a year. 100 ago? episodes now. No. Um, here is here is uh, my introduction uh of Rich uh Coe's Sven Gulli, my very first guest mm-hmm. on this uh, on this uh, podcast. Oh, we all recognize that. Yes, we all recognize that theme and that is the theme for the one the only Sven Gulli. Yes, that's right, Sven Gulli, who you can watch every Saturday night 7 p.m. Central on MeTV. It is a tradition among me and my family and my parents. We watch it together every Saturday. Uh, and it is Rich Coes, who is the man behind Sven Gulli. And uh, I am unbelievably thrilled and incredibly honored that the very first guest on my very first podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the Nick D Podcast, is my good friend Rich Coes. Hi, Rich. So as I was saying the last time we were talking, <laughs> Nick, I'm I'm just so happy to be talking to you. It's great to hear your voice again, and uh, I've missed you. I've missed you too, Rich. I really have, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You know, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we're friends, and that's that's one thing. But I'm I'm a sure. fan, and I'm a fan, and I have been for forty years, and uh, and I just am thrilled, and I thank you so much for adding some class to the joint. <laughs> well, believe me, like, like I said, uh, it's really pretty much an honor for me to be the very first guest on this inaugural sale here. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to be doing this. Yeah. All right. There was Rich. So a legend. Because on this podcast, we can have Svanguli. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't oh, know if Lord. that band, I, I, have a, I have a slight suspicion that band has been lifted. I haven't talked to Rich. Really? Yeah, because uh, some things have changed over there at the car wash. Oh. Um, and not not the st- the same jagoff moron idiot is in charge over there. Right. Um, but I I don't know. I'm 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 not sure. But I have to talk to Rich about that. But anyway, he was banned from WGN. Uh, one of the many so one of the, one of the many uh, really brilliant decisions that this specific jagoff uh, over at WGN made. Um, but yeah, but no, Rich was our first guest. Um, oh, uh, we have uh, a couple more uh, voicemails, Esmeralda. I think you might recognize this person. You ready? Mm, yes. Nick, um, Nick, oh, um, this is Nick Cage. Um, we have the same name, and um, I just wanted to say, um, one, I have a question for you. I, I don't know what a deli is. <laughs> if you could... Uh, Call me back and say, "Hey, Nick Cage, it's Nick D. What, what's it? What, here's what a jelly. Here's what a jelly is." Also, I, uh, my former assistant Jan, she told me you're having a hundredth episode of your uh, podcast. I don't know uh, what a podcast is, but if I did, I would say congratulations. You deserve it. Where am I? Anyway, it's Nick Cage saying, congratulations, Nick D. We have the same name. Do you spell it like me? Okay. Where am I? 
Goodbye. <laughs> That's Jen Bosworth, obviously. <laughs> I, you know what I'm going to say? She kind of sounds like Jennifer Coolidge. Absolutely. <laughs> This is a bit Jennifer Coolidge. Yep. That's the first thing I thought of when I played that back. I was like, Jesus Christ, she's doing a killer Jennifer Coolidge. Her, Nick Cage, sounds a lot like Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So she's she's killing two episodes, two, two impressions with one. Uh, that's the great Jen yeah. Bosworth. Uh, Jen is fantastic. Has been a friend she's for many wonderful. years. wonderful. Has been a guest on the podcast twice, and here's I, an, here, I will yeah I will tell you that yeah. I anytime anybody asks for like crazy stories, I always think of that one, the what is a deli? What is a deli? I'm still like mesmer, yeah. like just amazing to me. She was she was Nick Cage's <laughs> assistant for a bunch of years in the early 2000s, oh, very early 2000s, and at one point he called her up in the middle of the night and said, "Hey Jen, what's a deli?" <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. All right, here's a here's another voicemail message from a regular on the show. Nick, it's Jim Ryan. I, I was pondering here some shows that didn't make 100 episodes. The Honeymooners clocked in at just 39, famously. Gilgan's Island almost got there, 98. Uh, some shows that did. Webster, 150 episodes. Mr. Belvedere, 116. And, of course, the Nick D podcast. Nick, congratulations on 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. 100 more Tico Torres jokes. And a uh, hundred more arguments about Sting. Congratulations. That's Jim Ryan, our music guy. Um, I'm he, amazed that Gilligan's Island only had 98 episodes. Doesn't it seem like it had a million? Because it's on all the yeah. time. It's been on for 80 years. Yeah. yeah. I just Amazing. I thought it just went on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We, we it. beat Gilligan's Island. We beat Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of classic TV, here's a guy who's obsessed with classic TV. He's also a regular, but uh, when, he con- when, he, when he's on, we mostly talk about cars. Hey, Nick. Tom Appel here. Congrats on hitting the century mark. Very cool. Honored to be a part of the show. And, oh, I guess I need to watch The Wire. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I screamed at him for not ever watching The Wire. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So. Um. Tom, did he? Didn't he tell us, uh, or he told you the story? The that, UPS uh, driver. Yeah, his UPS driver. Yeah, and by the way, I have a follow up on that, Esmeralda, that we're going to do oh. in the next episode because that UPS driver contacted me and he wants a megaphone <laughs> message. <laughs> I love the web that we're weaving. It's just this web of connection, and look at us. Look at us bringing people together. It's ridiculous. That's wow. ridiculous. Anyway, um, well, Tom Appel is part of what we call the For the People episodes, which is the first mm-hmm. Tuesday of each month, where we have our, uh, our two great experts, the car guy and the co- consumer guy, and here is the other guy who contributes uh, to those episodes. Hi, Nick. It's Herb Weisbaum, the consumer man, calling from Seattle. Congratulazione, or as my people would say, Mazel tov. Congratulations on reaching this momentous milestone, 100 episodes. You know, in dog years, that's 700 shows, I think. At least that's what my dog Sam tells me. Anyway, it is not quantity, but quality, and you are the best. I love talking to you when you were on the radio in Chicago, and it's just as much fun being with you on the podcast. And the opening music you created for me, it's just fabulous. So keep up the good work. And, Nick, I hope you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more episodes to come. Oh, thanks, Herb. That's so sweet. That's, thank oh. you, Herb. Yeah, he hung up. I left it all in there. Uh, I, by the way, all by the of way, these. Yeah. No, I was going to say the two uh, of the consumer and, and, and uh, car guy 
both have amazing voices. Don't they? They have great, like, very yeah. distinguished voices. Yeah, I like to I like to add some class to the festivities every once in a while. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, so we continue to to go back in time here and listen to some clips. Uh, here's another voicemail to set up the next clip. Are you ready, Esmeralda? Mm-hmm. Yes. Here we go. Nick, this is actor Stephen Tobolowsky wishing you a hearty congratulations on 100 podcasts. That is wonderful. Nick, for this last bit of time, you have been our friend, our companion, our prophet, our complainer. You are a man of the people, a man of the theater. Nick, thank you. Thank you for the joy, the anger, the laughs, and the sweet, sweet sounds of the Nick D podcast. I'm going to toast you here. I have something very nice, Nick. This is for you. And I wish you another 100 shows. Stephen Tobolowsky signing off. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so the great Stephen Tobolowsky. Uh, oh my god he's amazing tobo has been a friend for a long time been on was a regular Mm -hmm. you know on my show and i I, i'm friends with steven tobolowski which blows my mind um but i do want to mention this i'm going to play the tobo clip because tobo's been Mm -hmm. on the show he's been on the podcast three times yeah and this next uh story that you're about to hear that steven tobolowski told esmeralda Mm -hmm. maybe one of my favorite story and this guy as you know steven tobolowski is one of the greatest storytellers in the world um, and has been in like 800 movies and TV shows and has a million great stories. This one might be my favorite. It involves Stephen Tobolowsky was in a movie called Radio Land Murders, which was produced by, by uh, George Lucas, a little guy named George Lucas. Mm. And this story he's about to tell, which was one of, one of the visits that he made to our podcast here, um, was about how George Lucas came in to reshoot a couple of things. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, get ready. Radio show, and George wanted to change the order of the acts that were on stage. So we had to reshoot something like 80 pages in two days, Ooh. two, three days. I mean, it's an amazing amount. We were up. We were up. It was the longest I was ever awake straight. I was up for 33 hours. Wow. Uh, during that period of time, redoing stuff we had already done just to change it. And to finish it, George wanted to shoot my scene uh, where, uh, gosh, I think it it was just me and I think with Mary Stewart, I think just the two of us, and I'm leaving, and I'm leaving. And I was booked for a pilot in Los Angeles, and we were shooting in South Carolina. And I had to get on this plane. And so we're up at dawn. I've been up 33 hours, and... George is shooting, and I'm, I'm dressed in my old-timey suit, my 1930s suit with my 1930s eyeglasses that I can't see out of. And we do the scene. We do everything, and then we walk off. I get my bags. I'm jumping in the car to go to the airport to catch my plane, and they run up and say, Stephen, Stephen, we have a problem. George put his thumb on the camera lens, and we have to reshoot your scene. <laughs> I go ballistic. It's the one, now. Can we swear on your your? Uh, yes, you can. Fuck yes. Okay. Okay. So this is this is kind of what happened. I went. He went. What? George fucking Lucas put his thumb on the. Oh, 
okay, okay, okay. I'll tell you what, okay, okay. And I walk up to George and I walk up, okay, you idiots, you idiots. I have to be in Los Angeles now, you fucking imbeciles. Okay, look, George Lucas, you're coming to town. You do Star Wars, great. Oh, man, and now you put your thumb on the lens. You have one time, one time to shoot this scene. One more time and then I'm off to Los Angeles and get it right this time. And, and so George shoots it. I get in the car. Somewhere after I boarded the plane and we just took off, I thought, oh, no. What did I just do? Oh, God. Did I just end my career? What a terrible, terrible thing I could have done. And uh, I landed. I did the first read-through of the pilot. And then I called George Lucas up on the phone. And I said, George, George. This is Stephen in Los Angeles. I am so, so sorry. I was so tired. And, and he starts laughing on the other end of the phone. And he says, don't worry about it. We got the shot. And to tell you the truth, it was the most fun, most fun I had the whole time I was there. He said it was a blast. So anyway, I felt like I, at least he graced me with his reprieve. And then- Yeah, um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I uh, that's wow. I the things that the things that happen when you're sleep deprived. Right. And just telling George cranky. Lucas telling George Lucas to fuck off. I just I just this is my favorite this is my favorite thing ever. The great Stephen Tobias. You did Star Wars. You did a big deal. Like, yeah. Wow. So fucking funny. Uh he's the best. Stephen Toblowski and the nicest guy in the world. Um uh, hey, a couple more voicemails. Are you ready? Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see. Yeah. Here is a, oh she's a she's now um, recently just in the past couple of months become um, a regular on the show, um, mm-hmm. and she'll be back in uh, January for another uh, regular visit. And uh, she was kind enough to leave a little message. Hello to Nick and the whole team at the Nick D podcast. Uh, Marnie Sher here, and I just wanted to say congratulations on your 100th episode of the show. Um, reaching 100 of anything is difficult and impressive. Uh, let alone anything that requires an animated sense of humor and curiosity. So I'm impressed but not surprised that you've made it to 100 episodes, and I'm always happy to be part of it. So here's to the next 100. Aw, Marnie. That was very sweet. That was very she's, well put. She's amazing. <laughs> she's lovely, and she uh, uh, is an editor at The Takeout, which is a great food website and blog. Yeah. And nice. she joins me. She'll be on in, uh, I believe, at the middle of January. She'll be back on with Ooh, us. So. Love it. Hey, uh, you want to hear, I know y- y- you were most excited to go to your first flashback horror convention this year, Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was our very first live event. The Zanies one was technically our second. Um, the Zanies event in November was actually open to the public. The first one was just for conventioneers at the Flashback Horror Convention. Yes. And we had a great time on stage there. It was a blast. Um, we talked with PJ Souls uh, and John Michael uh, from, uh, from um, Halloween. Yeah. Um, but one of your, you were most excited about Alex Winter. I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm well. I'm not, I'm not the only one who loves freaks, but or freaks. No, you're not. But uh, still, yeah. It's you know we're a small group. I feel. Well, well, I, we're I small, but we're mighty. Alex people... Winter appeared on, on on an episode. I happen to be a huge fan of Freaked as well. I well, also see, happen to be. 
a, a huge fan of The Idiot Box, um, which was a show that he did on MTV. And, and yeah, when- I did watch. I did. I was. I did catch them on YouTube. And yeah, totally, completely, essentially what Freak uh, yeah. Liquid Television. Yeah. Like was and like all that stuff. So he was like on a a whole nother level with that. He was. He was. Well, most people remember him from Bill and Ted and from the Lost Boys. He right. was a, he was a wonderful guest at Flashback Weekend. We got to meet him and hang out with him. And he was on my podcast. And here's a quick clip. And this Esmeralda, this is about uh, this is about uh, freaked and uh, yeah. and uh, and and uh, <laughs> and about Idiot Box. Here we go. People that you worked with in Idiot Box. I I got to tell you, uh, Alex. Uh, I is that is Idiot Box ever gonna like come out proper? Like with like a proper no, package. I don't think no. so. I no. mean, it's it's we've we've tried. I've talked to MTV about it. Um, they've hemmed and hawed and never let them really done anything about it. There's one issue is that it's under sixty minutes and you can't put a DVD out that's under sixty minutes. So I've said, why don't we put Squeal of Death and other stuff on and just pat it out? And yeah, they kind of hemmed and hawed and then disappeared for another decade. Um, then they launched MTV.com. I was like, why don't we throw it on that? It'd be easy enough. Just digitize it and stick it up on the platform they hemmed and hawed and then disappeared for another decade so um I, it's on youtube you know freaked is on youtube right. um they're like pretty good quality both of them mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people still watch them that way and uh yeah. you know i'll keep trying but i i've no. never really met with any success there that's too bad i mean that's how i watch freaked and idiot box is is through youtube mm-hmm. uh there, there are things in idiot box that still that make me laugh my ass off the eddie the flying gimp uh, just kills me. Um, uh, I knew Lee Ehrenberg, who you worked with several yep. times, uh, because I have, he yeah, Lee is great. He was uh, he would come here to Chicago back because I knew back in the late eighties and the early nineties. I knew John Cusack and Jeremy Piven pretty well. Um, yeah, and they had New Crime here, and Tim Robbins had Actors Gang there, and you know Lee kind of jumped between the two of them, so I knew him. And then when he showed up in Idiot Box. You know, that was fantastic. And you had Guar, for God's sake. Guar is in yep. Idiot Box. Amazing. Yep, they are indeed. Yeah. <sighs> you know, and I just, yeah. so it was, it, it must have been just a blast to do that, man, to have all that freedom. And the shit you guys did was so funny and so crazy, completely batshit nuts. And, and, and I loved it. So it must have been just, oh, thank you. I appreciate it must have been that. a real blast to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, it was, uh, hard, you know, we, we were doing everything ourselves. We were editing ourselves primarily, um, and, uh, and certainly building all of the, the sequences and everything. And there was no money at all. We were yeah. directing out of propaganda films at that time. We were basically using propaganda as a studio, um, cause they would just let us use the building at night. So all of our sets were usually bastardizing some someone's <laughs> office. I think we, I think I shot rock account in Michael Bay's cubicle. No um, kidding. <laughs> and I don't think he's ever just forgiven us for destroying yes. it, but um, at like two o'clock in the morning, right? Nobody was sure. There. And yeah, so yeah, we yeah. didn't ask for permission. Um, damn, damn. My eyes is, is shot in the middle of the floor of propaganda. So um, we were like the bastard punk rock kids, you know, like Fincher and, Bay and all these folks were directing yeah. like the big stuff and we were like directing the no budge stuff. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I was really young. It was the beginning of a lot of stuff and I was acting a lot and it was, uh, we went on and did freaked and then we went our separate race and I started directing independently and mm-hmm. went and did fever after that and the whole mess yeah. of stuff. There you go. That was fun talking to him. He's a nice guy. Um, and, uh, 
and and you know obviously idiot box is ridiculously weird and i and i love it so oh yeah alex winter was a was a delight um i have another uh uh uh, a semi-regular who who left a voicemail. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Are, we are celebrating the 100th episode of the Nick D Podcast, and here's another. Hey, Nick. It's Monica Ang. Congratulations on your 100th episode. I so enjoyed being on your podcast. Just as I've enjoyed talking to you throughout the years, here's to at least 100 more. Congrats. Bye. Monica Ang. She's lovely. Nice. Uh, Axios Chicago, her and our old buddy Justin mm-hmm. Kaufman. Yeah, uh, uh, work on that, and she's been on the show a, a few times, and we're going to have her back on as well. Um, now, I have uh, two quick ones here from you know Esmeralda, as you know, uh, Steve Procopi and Eric Childress are my film critic buddies, mm-hmm. and we review movies every other Thursday, all the new releases, and we talk film. And uh, the next time they're on, we are going to do a special hour and a half show, uh, the, the entire show. Uh, almost two-hour show is going to be dedicated to the best and worst of 2022. Nice. And that's going to be coming up at the beginning of January. Uh, but uh, both those guys left messages, and uh, I, w- I thought I'd play those back. Thank you guys for leaving them. And this is another uh, message for the 100th episode. This is Steve. Hey, Nick. Uh, I'm leaving my message for the uh, 100th episode thing. So anyway, here it goes. Uh, <laughs> hello, sir. Uh, it's one of your regular guests, Steve Procopi. Uh, film critic at large, wanting to uh, wholeheartedly congratulate you on your 100th podcast episode. Uh, I feel very fortunate to have been a part of the Nick D podcast from the beginning, and I'm also I'm also grateful that you asked me to join your show even before at the radio station that shall not be named. Um, I know a lot of people with podcasts right now, and very few of them have the level of commitment and dedication and creativity that you do. Um, I love the way you've kind of taken the best parts of the radio show, especially, you know, like Esmeralda, and uh, and kind of fine-tune them into something even more fun and listenable. Uh, I'm not in the least bit surprised you've reached 100 episodes, I, and you somehow make it look easy while you're doing it. Uh, on a personal note, I have I've loved seeing you more, like, week after week this year, whether it's at press screenings or at the music box. It was great having you back at Flashback again this year. Don't ever make me do that alone again, you bastard. Um, uh, I especially loved seeing you day after day at the Chicago Critics Film Festival this year and that you saw your favorite movie of the year at that festival. So that was cool. Um, And as much as I enjoy disagreeing with you and Eric and, and kind of mixing things up every couple of weeks on the podcast, I think the thing I enjoy most uh, is when we agree on stuff. Uh, it kind of gives the world a nice balance, I guess. Uh, anyway, keep up the great work. Uh, I can't wait to hear the new SNL podcast. Uh, I predict it will be next year's Suspiria remake. There you go. After you get a better endorsement than that. Anyway, take care, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. That was really sweet, man. Just a really That's sweet very message. sweet. Yeah, yeah. Steve's, Steve's a lovely man. Uh, Steve Procopi. And then here is the other movie critic that I have on. Um, with him, and that's Eric Childers. Hey, Nick. It's Eric. Just wanted to congratulate you on 100 episodes of the podcast. So remember you telling me how are you planning to start one, appropriately outside of the music box where you now live, and don't help your friends with trivia. That's okay. Seriously, though, you have certainly helped me along in my career, and there is not 300-plus episodes of the Movie Madness and the Friendship Dilemma podcast without all the practice on your shows over the years. 
Thanks for continuing to make me a regular part of your audio world and all the support over two decades. There you go, Eric. Nice. Aww. By the way, he was talking about he's out, you know he's like now your new home at the music box because I'm there all the time. Yeah. But one morning on a on a uh, on a they showed a matinee of His Girl Friday, which is mm-hmm. one of the greatest movies of all time. And I went, and then uh, in the the lounge next door, the little bar lounge next door, mm-hmm. they do every Sunday morning afternoon they do movie trivia. Mm. Um, and so he and Morgan Geyer, who is the co-host of his Friendship Dilemma podcast, he and Morgan Geyer, who is Dan Geyer's daughter, uh, who is uh, a legendary film critic, who I've known for like 39 years, um, and his daughter, they were uh, on a team together. And I came in and sat down in between movies, and um, they were asking trivia questions, and I knew the answers to a couple of them, but I wouldn't give them to them because Just I a felt couple? guilty. Well, I was only there for about four <laughs> questions. Oh, Okay. But they were asking some questions, and they didn't know the answers. Like, she and she and Eric didn't really know the answer, and I was like, I'm not going to mm. help you because I feel like I'm cheating. I'm not going to come in. and So that's what wow. he was referring to when I said, you wouldn't give your friends the answers at trivia. Um, I'm also amazed. Well, I'm a little um, surprised that he didn't know, just because he seems to have yeah. the, the same amount of almost... Well, yeah, this was these were questions about the director of uh, of the of the director of Decision to Leave and Old Boy and stuff. These aren't necessarily like okay. that's not that's not in his wheelhouse. Mm. So uh, yeah, but anyway, but anyway, so uh, Steve and uh, and Eric, thank you for the lovely messages. I appreciate that. So wait, and how many got, out of four did you know? Uh, out of I think there were five questions. That, no, no, were more than there were more because they did questions about Val Kilmer. Okay, um, and you didn't but. Know them? No, well, she, uh, uh, Morgan is a freak about Val Kilmer. That's like her. But just she, in general, did you know all the answers? I did, except for one, I think. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but I didn't share I would them. expect you to know all the answers. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you're like, if you go into one of those trivias, you're the ringer. <laughs> I, I would see, you would think me and Eric together would kill. Um, and oh, then, yeah. but, but he got, he got, he stuck on some of the, on some of the other questions and I wouldn't give him the answers because I'm like, look, I'm not, I feel guilty. So. Um, Should have invited me. Uh, exactly. Well, you know, I was I was too busy watching my favorite movie. I was watching His Girl Friday. Right. So, but anyway, uh, more clips from the past. Hey, you know Steve Cochran? Yeah. Hey, I, I know think him. I too. know him. Yeah, I think I know him. I think I'm a regular on his show uh, every oh. other Friday on the Steve yeah. Cochran show um, on uh, WLS AM 890. Uh, well, Steve was kind enough. I was on his podcast, and he returned the favor and was a guest on my podcast. And this is an unbelievably hilarious story. If you, if you know Esmeralda, he's in uh, Grumpy Old Men, Steve Cochran. Yes. He yes, plays, I've heard that. He plays uh, the fat-ass weatherman uh, because um, <laughs> that's how Walter Matthau says, Shut up, fat-ass. Shut your mouth. Shut up, fat-ass, he says uh, to Cochran. Uh, and so Cochran has a story about hanging out on the set. A lot of his stuff was cut out. But he did hang out on the set with, you know, people like, I don't know, Jack Lemmon and Anne margaret Mm-hmm. So right. Just, just, <laughs> get, to, get to spend a little time with Jack Lemmon. I mean, that had... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, there was you go. He, That's was he, question. Was he approachable? Was he just... I mean, oh, you know. the best. Just yeah. the best. I mean, we hung out for probably seven or eight days. Wow. Several hours each day. And um, that cast was really cool. And I may have told you the story off the air, but at one point, uh, Daryl Hannah's in uh, the cast as well. Um, and Daryl Hannah's dating John F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. So John F. Kennedy Jr. shows up to see her, to visit her. So at one point, Anne Margaret, Daryl Hannah, Jack Lemon are standing in a circle 
with me, <laughs> and and they're telling stories about JFK. <laughs> And they're bouncing them back and forth. And I'm just thinking to myself, I got nothing. I got nothing. And I looked at him. I go, anybody need a water? <laughs> That's he was great. He was, he was unbelievably great. His son, Chris, had started to uh, get a bit of a TV career going at that point. And he, he just loved talking about Chris. And he was very proud of him. Yeah. And just a classy, classy guy. And I wanted to impress him. I keep in mind, I'm 30 years old at that point. I should know better. But we are in show business, right? Yeah. So, so Anne Margaret comes in, and Anne Margaret is probably early fifties, I guess, at that point, maybe fifty, and she's one of the world's most beautiful women. Oh I mean, she's God. just fall down hot. Yeah. So she comes in, and she's probably seventy, eighty yards away, craft service, not eating, and um, Jack Lemon goes, "Oh, there's Annie. Have you met Annie, Steve?" And I go, "No, but I wanted, to, I wanted to, you know, make him laugh." So I said, "But if Cooperstown." As a Hall of Fame for breasts, they're pounding out a plaque to her right now. Jeez. And he starts laughing. He smacks me on the back. He goes, Annie, come here. I got to tell you something. <laughs> so I start blushing like I'm 12 years old. She comes over. He tells the whole story while I'm standing there. I've never met Anne Margaret before. And this is how she controlled the entire male population of the world in her time. She looked at me and she goes, oh, you're cute. Kisses me on the cheek and walks away. <laughs> So there's Cochran. Wow. On the set with Ann Margaret. Kiss from Ann Margaret. That's right, man. That's Come right. On now. Amazing. Um, so that was fun. And Steve is just a great guy. And his podcast, Live from My Office, is still going. And he hosts the best morning drive show uh, in the city on WLS. And I'm, I'm uh, grateful for, uh, for Steve for being on the show. So. Yeah. Um, hey, you know Josh Robert Thompson, Esmeralda? Not Josh personally. Robert Thompson. Do you? No, 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 I do kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, Josh Robert Thompson was the voice of of, of Jeffrey Peterson, the uh, gay mm-hmm. uh, skeleton sidekick on yes. um, the uh, Craig Ferguson Late Late Show. And uh, if you remember, I was kind of a regular. I became a regular character on that show. Um, I had written an email that got read by Craig. It became a bit, and I became Nikki D, the drummer of the shy uh the shy fellas the nice. the imaginary band behind the curtain that didn't exist yeah and <laughs> uh and josh provided all of the voices of that including nikki d the drummer that i was named after and i became a character uh i actually became a character on that on that show um and, and the and the those the band members nikki d and alfredo sauce and all the guys who were in the band they weren't real they were all voices that josh was doing behind the curtain and you never saw them but one night they he this is josh robert thompson who by the way is amazing uh does his own podcast and does amazing stuff um and this is him telling a story about one night what happened when they were going to actually make you see you were going to be able to see Alfredo Sauce, the band leader. So here's Josh Robert Thompson on my podcast. <laughs> about that, man. No, we uh, also had, uh, but there was one night that we, you could physically, for the first time, you could physically see right. <laughs> right. Alfredo Sauce. And this was a really funny bit. So this was an example of why we don't work out bits ahead of time. Because there was a, there was a guy on the crew, uh, Brian, I don't remember his last name, but I said, hey, Brian, so here's the deal. Uh, we got these massive, like, giant, I mean, like, you know, jolly green giant-sized uh, leg and a big hand. Right. And I go, so if Cra- if if Craig says, hey, you, are you back there, Alfredo Sos? I said, I want you to stick the hand out 
and then wave. And I, he says, okay. And I said, and then I'm going to say, hey, what about this? And then I want you to put the foot out. And then I said, now guess what this part is. And I said, now when I do that, I just want you to use one of those like leg or hand to just just push the curtain forward like it's his dick. I just I don't want you to. Well, he got nervous and stuck the foot out again. And Craig was like, "Okay, I don't know what's going on over there, man. You know, and that, of course, that was this is on TV right now. That was our that was our catchphrase. And and you know what? It was brilliant, man. It was just brilliant. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. It was a special time. You know, we we. I we I mean we could do that show now if it was uh, you know on a website and uh, a, 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 under a paywall, but um, right. I don't think there's any way that that show would be on TV. I, and by the way, that's not that we were not trying to be offensive. We were not uh, mean spirited. We were just having fun and making no. shit up. But you know. well, that was the thing, and and I loved yeah. it, man. I, seriously, it was magic. It was so that's uh, uh, Josh Robert Thompson. Um, <laughs> amazing stories. I love I love that. Yeah. That's great. Hey, uh, you got to hang out with, and we interviewed and hung out at Flashback with the wonderful PJ Souls. Yes. Who was in Halloween and Carrie and Stripes mm-hmm. and Rock and Roll High School. Mm-hmm. She's a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had her on the show before. You know, I had her on the podcast here. Uh, and I had her on my on my radio show many, many times. We're buddies. Um, and she was on the podcast, and she told a great story. Esmeralda, you, you, she made a, a, a TV movie in the 70s called The Possessed. And this was before course, Halloween, yes. before Halloween. And she oh. worked and she worked, by the way, in this movie with Harrison Ford before Harrison Ford mm. was Harrison Ford. And this movie mm. aired on it was a made for TV movie that aired two months before Star Wars came out. Nice. So here's a story that PJ tells about working with Harrison Ford. I, I think you need to prepare yourself for this one, Esmeralda, because it's, it's... I'm sitting down. Okay, here we go. What, tell me about if you, what, what you remember about making The Possessed with Joan Hackett. Well, I think we shot it up in, in Portland or Seattle. I can't remember which. We were at a girl, actual real girls' school, so they flew us up there. And I just remember, again, a, a nice camaraderie because there were like six girls all together. You know, I had one of the smaller parts. It wasn't the lead. Uh, what is Ann Dusenberry? I think she was the lead. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Joan Hackett, of course. We all knew James Farentino. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and Harrison Ford, he invited me and this other girl out, Susan. I can't remember her last name. And <laughs> he invited us out the first night. <laughs> oh, I thought that was, he's playing footsies with us under the under wow. the table wow. and i just kept saying aren't you married yeah wow <laughs> so that's my harrison ford story <laughs> harrison ford taking you out and playing footsies with you wow yeah and, they, and there were six girls but i was the first one to say no so i don't know what happened after that <laughs> i never heard but nobody knew him then but i'm sure afterwards <laughs> There you go. Uh, playing footsies with, with while oh, he was married. Harrison playing, Ford. Playing footsies with PJ Soul. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. A great story. My thanks to PJ for being on the show. Hey, another uh, 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 voicemail here. Uh, this is from uh, another one of our regulars. Hello, podcast audience. My name is Dr. Keith Lipinski, Nick's good friend, quote-unquote wrestling expert, and more importantly, false doctor and i'm here to wish nick congratulations on his 10,000th show yes so many wonderful memories through 10 wait oh god i think i added a few extra zeros there in any case it's always great to have nick on the air 
and uh, I always enjoy hearing myself when I'm on Nick's show, which is always important. As much as I enjoy watching AAW Pro Wrestling, check us out on Twitter at AAWPro.com, Instagram, and everything else. But seriously, it's great to have Nick on the air. It's on at a decent hour where I don't feel like an insomniac or my elderly folks, who, by the way, absolutely love Nick. Like, my, my parents are are really big Nick heads. Is that what we're calling them? No, that's Kev heads. I'm sorry. I I, I, I sometimes confuse Nick with uh, Kevin Matthews. And, uh, you know, because Nick does so many great characters like Jim Shorts. No, that's Kevin. Sorry. But anyway, Nick, congratulations on your 100th episode. I've loved being a small footnote in this lovely podcast history. And here's to at least 100 or 10,000 more. Talk to you soon. Keith getting his plug in there for AAW. <laughs> I mean, hey, you always got to be uh, always be hey, closing. Always be closing. ABC. <laughs> always be closing. I'm from Mitch and Murray. Um, that's Keith uh, Lipinski, um, who I've known for many years. He used to bartend at Simon's, and I, he, he has gotten me nice. drunk many, many times. Uh, but he is a and pro a wrestling doctor. He is a fake doctor. So he... <laughs> uh, that's what he is. And he is a pro wrestling fanatic and an expert, and he's in the business. And in fact, uh, he will be on uh, a week from today nice. um, to discuss the best and the worst uh, stories of uh, pro wrestling for 2022. So mm. my thanks to, uh, to Keith. And speaking of wrestling, look at how I'm going to segue. Oh. You know the Manson brothers, Esmeralda? <laughs> you met the Manson brothers. I do. I am familiar, yes. <laughs> they made uh, a zombie wrestling movie. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. They did, yeah. So so everything I, that you love, just right in one, <laughs> and on a movie, and in a movie. Right. So it's a movie. And you got yeah. to witness, you were there, you and Colin were there uh, to witness the very first meeting and how we bonded in ridiculous fashion, me and the Oh, Manson yeah, brothers. immediately. Immediately, your BFFs. <laughs> so here's Chris Margettis, who is one of the Manson brothers, leaving a lovely voicemail. Uh, they've been on the show twice. They've been on the podcast twice. Hey, Nick. It's Chris Margettis from the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Just wanted to say congratulations on your 100th episode. Uh, I'm proud to have been a part of a couple of them. And uh, my last two things are Abe Bogota and wah, wah, wah. Congrats, my man. Proud of you. So he he loves the wah, wah, wah uh, sound effect. Right. And the, uh, Who doesn't? And uh, and I didn't load it up, but the I I think I broke my ass. That's Abe Vigoda. So those are his oh, two. Oh, okay. That's Abe Vigoda. So those are his two nice. favorite. When 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 they were on, and I played those sound bites, Chris lost his shit. He's like, "That's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard." So, um, so you you know, as you know, one of the great contributors to this podcast, one of the reasons why this podcast is so much fun to listen to, especially audibly, is a guy named Jason Skaggs. Oh yeah. Um, do you remember meeting Jason Skaggs? Like the first time? Yeah, I mean, do, do you have a Jason Skaggs <laughs> at the car wash uh, meeting? Um, well, I don't have a story, but the thing is, like, when I first, um, when I was, you know, working there, I started working there, he would see me and he would start singing my name. And I forget what he was singing, but it got to the point where he made me a song that then of course he, he gave to Rose producer to then play <laughs> while i was on air and i forget what it was and then it, it, it in turn it turned into like a little thing for me yeah, yeah. which was funny and um, then of course he wrote the theme and performed the theme for this and now you are as oh yeah <laughs> yeah and then 
So he's, yeah, it's, it's his talent is just endless. It's insane. But that's how I'm essentially got to really know him because yeah. he, he, he would did the see same me in thing. the hallway. Yep. He would, I would see him in the hallway. He'd go, man, I listen to your show. I love your show. And he, was, and he wrote me a bunch of shit that I didn't ask for, and I played it on my show, and it was always great. And he, like you, immediately said yes to this crazy podcast venture <laughs> um and he flew in for our for our first zanies oh my god uh, show, yeah that was so great uh for just the one night and flew back um and he does so much for this show so i had him on because he's such a fascinating dude and i and mm-hmm. i had him on and it was one of my favorite interviews seriously one of my favorite interviews that i've done in the 100 episodes was my interview with jason skaggs who i just find yeah. fascinating and incredibly talented and his creativity and his weirdness is off the charts and I wanted to get into his head. So here's me talking to Jason Skaggs <laughs> about his creative process. How would you describe your creative process? Because, you know, like when I, when I do get to talk to you, and I talk to you pretty regularly because you're kind enough, uh, you know, like I'll send you an email or I'll drop you a text and say, hey, man, I'm doing this bid or I got this guest. Can you write this? And then every time it's fucking gold every time. And I, I appreciate and- that. It's so subjective. I don't know. Some people probably be like, ah, oh, that, that thing again. Cause I know, I, I know that Gerber thing is not top shelf, but it stuck. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I, no. I do know this. I know the things that there is a process that I know that, um, you got to surprise Broca and that's going really deep. And that's yeah. a part of the brain that loves the unexpected. Yeah. That, uh, you think something's going to go one way and then it, it turns. And yeah. then it's like, what the hell? So yeah. I put those things in there on a lot of things that I do. And also I try to leave with something because um, a lot of big agencies will write copy. And, you know, they just don't leave it hanging. I try to, you know, put something at the end where it yeah. ties it back together. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a little thought that goes on to the madness. Yeah. But after doing it for 28, almost 30 years, you, you know what more not to do. Well, I guess. you know, but like like you said, for that piece that you just the the the, the pet store uh, mm-hmm. piece, the pet and fish uh, piece that you did there, you shut off all the lights. Are there other things that you kind of do in order to get the juices flowing? Because you you've got you've and I don't mean this as an insult. You got a weird mind, Skaggs. And, and, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. And I mean that in and I mean that as a goddamn compliment. I wouldn't want you to be a part of every single podcast episode if I didn't think you were amazing. But it's 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 not the, not the usual shit that you kind of hear. So what, you know, turning off the lights, things like that. What are other yeah. things that you do to, we're like, man, I got to get my juices going. What do I do? Yeah. Well, yeah. To, to force it, if, you, if you're in a, if, if I'm, if I'm in a deadline crunch and I don't, I, if I feel rushed and crunched out, I'm like, ah, I, I know tools to get me there faster. One okay. is turn off the lights. One is write, to write something to something that you don't normally write to. Like I'll pull up just a sound effect and I'll write to the sound of that. And I'm, you're already in the creative pool water at that point. You're not trying to force it. You're engaged, and you can start writing a story. Or yeah. uh, you, you, it's a little bit more compelling than just writing something down and then trying to find a music bed and then trying to find the pieces. These, those pieces are all coming together kind of constructively, but they're not fitting. You've got to make them fit at the end. When you're writing with a piece of music or thinking mm-hmm. with something else, it's, it's, it's almost like it's married already. Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. So that's no. that, that's that's something. And then another thing I do is I'll pull up the guitar or the piano, and I'll just. Um, another trick is just to stay positive, because yeah. that's transferable all the way through, and it, it comes through with audio. And people's like, "Well, you seem like you're having fun," because I am. So there you go. And he always is having fun. That's uh, that's for sure. 
He, I am just, it boggles my mind. Like, I don't, I, this, this happens with musicians and even movies and anybody who can write, but the, the creativity to just sit and think, like listening to him talk about how he does his process is still like nothing would come for me. Like, I'd be like, no, I know. I, I, I agree. He's just such a unique dude and his stuff is so distinctive in the music and his sense of humor. Um, and, and, and seriously, uh, that is, you know, I've, I've, I've done 100 interviews <laughs> because it's been 100 episodes and of all of them, this is, this ranks near the top of my favorite interviews because I just find him such a fascinating dude. And, and just that little piece of getting into his brain, uh, when, yeah. J- when Jason Skaggs creates, it's a weird place to be, but I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. it's a better, sh- it's a better podcast for it though. You know, yeah. he's an amazing dude. Yeah, and the stuff he did at the at the car wash, like the ads, I remember Incredible. listening. Incre- and and by the oh way, my a ton, God. and a ton of those were are played back in that interview. Like Esmeralda, if you if you go back and listen to that, like yeah. a lot of like the 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 pet store ads, the uh, yeah. the amusement park, the all of that. Yes, shit. the amusement park. Yeah. yeah. We I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one that enjoyed listening to oh, the ads. I, no, just in, that, in general too. No, like radio ad, radio ad music is fantastic yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so go back and listen to to Jason's. Oh, you should actually go back and listen to all 190 or, or other yes. 99 episodes. But uh, but there's to some, keep some, you busy. Um, and speak. <laughs> we did a live um, podcast uh, at Zane's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a podcast episode, as was the Flashback Live podcast. And we'll do, and again, on January 17th at Zanies in Rosemont, we are, are going to record that. And that'll be a live podcast uh, episode the next day. Um, um, and I wanted to play a clip from our, our first Zanies gig, Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll remember this. Um, right. Okay, I'll just play it back. <laughs> I hope. So you'll re- no, no, trust me, you'll remember this. So here's a brief clip from... Our, our first Zanies uh, live event uh, in Rosemont. We'll do it again in January, January 17th. But here's a, a little uh, mem- moment from that. Who is Esmeralda? Again, no screaming, just hand up. Who is Esmeralda's biggest celebrity crush? Esmeralda's biggest celebrity. Well, gee, you guys have a good chance, I think, tonight. <laughs> well, go ahead. It's not Prince. It's not Prince. Wow. No. 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 You don't know? Yes. The Rock? No. The Rock. Hey, did I go to high school with you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I went to high school with you. Yeah. Holy shit. By the way, can I just say, can I just say this now? I'm going to embarrass her. I was in love with this woman. Oh. I swear to God, I was in, no, she's not seeing no, she's not I follow her on Facebook. Trust me, I stalk her. Is she doing better than me? Okay, she can't be doing better than me. Is she happy? She can't be happy. Damn. I once loved her. She can't be fucking happy. I was in love with you. This is Laura. I love you. You know that. That's fucking weird, man. Is Is your husband here? He's not? Because he's going to kick my ass. I was in love with this woman. I was dating my manager from McDonald's who was six years older than me. I was 16. She was 22. She had a kid. And I was in love with you. Trust me. And I was getting it on a regular basis. And I was still in love with you. Okay, uh, my parents are like, holy shit. So, that's... Wow. (laughs) You really just, the floodgates opened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, right in front of me was Laura. You did not hold back. I loved her. (laughs) I loved her. Anyway, but yeah, so, hey, who knows who's going to show up on January 17th? You never know. Right? (laughs) 
Maybe Hopefully one of your nobody exes. Nobody I know. Maybe Good I was going to say maybe Lord, one of no, your exes will you. show up. So. Oh God. <laughs> um, we heard uh, from uh, Sven. We heard a clip from Sven, mm-hmm. uh, Rich Coe, the great Rich Coe's, who was kind enough to be the very first uh, guest uh, on episode one of this podcast, and he was kind enough to actually call too. Hey Nick, it's Sven Gooley, Rich Coe's, and I uh, just want to get in touch with you to. Congratulate you on your hundredth show. A hundred already? Wow, that's amazing to me. I do appreciate the fact that I got to be the very first guest in your very first uh, Nick D podcast, and I uh, got a lot of great feedback on that. Not from the microphone, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, it's terrific. Already a hundred shows. That's amazing to me. And I was trying to think when we first ended up, you know, running into each other. I want to say. It might have been either maybe 80s or in in the 90s. And at first, I think we ran into you with Roy Leonard, good old Roy, who we miss, and then with Steve and Johnny when they'd be on overnights and both of us would be guests there. And then, of course, all the fun times we had uh, talking on your show. So we got a long history, buddy, <laughs> and uh, I hope it continues. And I hope you continue with the podcast because they're great. They're a lot of fun to listen to. You and Esmeralda are doing such a great job, and uh, I just, you know, hope that everything keeps going. It, it's always great to know that Nick D is still around. So, best wishes, happy 2023. No, it can't be. That 2023? Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I just get older. Anyway, best wishes, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye. I love that man. I just, uh, I can't express how much I love Rich Coase. Uh, he is, I mean, he is Chicago, he's Chicago royalty yeah. in my yeah. mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the show, when the show went national, um, now he gets, mm-hmm. he has fans from all around the world. Um, he's just, and he couldn't be a nicer guy. Uh, I'm just, I'm, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a dream come true to be friends with Rich and to have been on his show and to have him. You know, have been on my radio show several times and then be the mm-hmm. first guest on this podcast. It meant a lot. It meant a lot, a lot. And, uh, and Rich is a lovely man. And he continues to go strong. And in fact, Esmeralda, you know, his show, God damn, his show, everybody's like, oh, is he retiring? Is he retiring? No, you know what? His show is going an extra half an hour now. It's going to be two and a half hours long starting <laughs> oh in January. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Every Saturday night, it's I now going to be from 7 p.m. Central to 9.30 p.m. It's a half an hour longer. So yeah, is he retiring? No, they're adding a half an hour no. to the show. <laughs> so they're making him do more work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, my thanks to to Rich. Um, you know, Esmeralda, that I am a, a complete freak for Gilmore Girls. Of course. And of course, Felicity, as you as, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. I am, Carrie mm-hmm. Russell, and yes. I Carrie. love Nick's show. That's right. I, I've let her stay inside uh, during this, um, but oh, anyway, that's nice. She's sitting quietly in the corner. She is sitting quietly listening. in the corner. <laughs> God, she's never going to do the show. Anyway, um, one of the stars of Gilmore Girls is a wonderful actress named uh, Rose Abdu, who mm-hmm. uh, spent a good portion of her of her career here in Chicago. And we ran in the same circles, and we drank in the same bars, and we worked in the same theaters. Mm-hmm. And she is gypsy on Gilmore Girls, and she is also on Hacks and several other shows. And she was kind enough to do my podcast. And, of course, uh, I don't know how this happened, Esmeralda, but the subject of Gilmore Girls came up. 
Oh, how possibly? Isn't that weird? Okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, Gypsy. What kind of backstory did, did, did you give her? One of my favorite, I, one of my, my, some of my favorite moments in Gilmore Girls in uh, all the episodes is when they have the town meetings. Uh, and Taylor makes yeah. me nuts. Uh, he may, I love him, but the, char- the yeah. character makes me nuts. And all of the <laughs> stuff that, that the characters would do, the Stars Hollows would gather together, and all of the funny comments and the asides. Um, some of my favorites, one of my favorite lines that you, that you had, uh, was, uh, how can a stupid donut be happy? Um, that I call, I say to fans that meet me, that's my favorite line in the entire. Is that right? That I did. Yes. <laughs> that right? How can a stupid donut? I love, I love that line. Like I'll think about it. I can't pass a donut shop without thinking about it. I think about it all the time, all the time. It's my favorite line in the whole show. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, yeah. what, so uh, tell me a, a little bit about uh, about those town meeting scenes. They must have been fun, uh, fun to film. And uh, and what are your what's your backstory? Because maybe I think a lot of, you know, like you mentioned fan fiction, you mentioned a lot of the big fans. Uh, they think maybe Gypsy and Andrew have a thing going on. Uh, I don't know. They do what, not. They do not. They do not. They do not. I read that and I am so I I it makes me laugh so hard and it makes Gypsy go no i would never like gypsy is just no no she li- <laughs> which is so funny because i i think mike is great like he's a great rose likes mike gypsy does not like andrew gotcha. gypsy is passionately passionately cannot stand andrew <laughs> yeah. i don't know why i have that in my mind but i think the town hall meeting scenes were fun because i loved sally struthers and both oh. sally struthers and liz torres from all oh. the family so it was a chance to like hang out but i want to tell you something if you see a town hall meeting scene just know that we were there from seven in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, like for the one scene, like there, there was so much coverage of those scenes. There was a camera in every corner. I mean, it was really very, very, very long, arduous process to fit. And I don't know if it comes off that way, but it really, they were the most difficult to do. Not to mention, and I've said this before on a bunch of stuff, but I still think it bears repeating that it's Connecticut. So if it's Rory's graduation, it's supposed to be June, but for, (laughs) For a reason, when right. we got it, it's freezing cold at night in LA. Then it's like the fall harvest, whatever we're doing with pumpkins. It couldn't have been hot. It was 105. You know what I mean? So yeah. the weather never matched up to what it was supposed to be in the fictional town of Stars Hollow. So in that way, it was annoying. But it was, um, yeah, it was really, it was, there was time to kind of kibitz between scenes with Sally and Liz. That's why I love the town meetings the most. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a real treat having Rose on. She was lovely. Um, and told so many great Gilmore Girls stories. If you're a fan of Gilmore Girls and you're a fan of Gypsy, uh, you got to go back and listen to that uh, episode of the podcast when Rose Abadou was on. She's really fantastic. Great. She's great. Um, so I'm going to play the last voicemail. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're, we're going to talk about this person. Okay. Um, and this person, <laughs> this person, by the way, is the only person who gets two clips. She's been on the show. Oh. She's been on the podcast uh, three times. She'll be on again many mm-hmm. more times. Uh, she's the only one who got two clips. Mm. And I'm going to play this whole voicemail. Okay, Esmeralda? <laughs> and when you think it's over, it's not. I'm going to play the whole okay. thing. This is exactly how she left the message. Okay? Okay. And this is very typical of the woman that we're going to talk about. Okay? Okay. So this is exactly how this message was left, and I'm just going to leave it. Listen all the way through. Here we go. Um. Oh, my God. All right, listen. Uh, All right, hold on a second. That's not it. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right, this one. This is what I want. Okay. Nick D. Do you know who this is? It's your future ex-wife, Dana DiLorenzo. 
Congratulations, Nick D, on your 100th episode of the Nick D Podcast. Man, time flies, doesn't it? Congratulations. I cannot wait for the next 100 and the next 100 after that and the next 100 after that. And no one does it like you, baby. There's nobody who waltzes the audio waltz like you. So... Congratulations, and as my counterpart Kelly Maxwell would say, keep fucking them in the face with sound bites. I love you, Nick. Congratulations. Here's to the next hundred. Oh, there's no redo? <laughs> okay, that was special for you. That was special just for you. Are you still listening? Is Esmeralda listening? What's happening? Okay. Congratulations, guys. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? There's no redo. What did she? Oh, like it was, she was supposed to go. She was trying to hit like, a button. She, she, well, I guess voicemail maybe she, ended or yeah, whatever. I, yeah. I, so that's Dana. I mean, that's fucking Dana. That is her right. in a nutshell. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, you went to school with Dana DiLorenzo. You went to DePaul. I did. You had a couple of I had classes a class. with her. Yeah, had a class. No, I just had one actually. And was it fun? You went. It was fun going to school with her. Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah. it was. So the class I had was like an acting esque <laughs> class. Right. I don't even know why I took it. It was like poet. Like we read poems, <laughs> uh, but we read them in. Or no, no, no. We read. Um, it was either poetry or. Um, monologues and stuff like that yeah. but then you we had to act them out but then you had to do like so say there was two characters you had to be distinct and like one you know if you're one character you'd look one way and then you'd look the other way so that's all the class was it was so weird it was such yeah. an easy class it was an odd class and this was i remember mm -hmm. yeah but i remember specifically about that class was dana because she did some fantastic work. I remember one monologue she did, and she was an Italian grandmother. Mm. The like the the accent and everything that came out of it was fantastic. It was so good. Well, we're, this is Dana DiLorenzo, for people who might not know. She is Kelly Maxwell, mm -hmm. the star, uh, one of the stars of Ash vs. Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell. And she's been in a ton of stuff. She was a regular on uh, The Late Late Show with... Uh, uh, with Craig Ferguson and been in a bunch of movies and um, and TV shows and um, and uh, she is my future ex-wife. We've become really good buddies and friends and uh, came to Flashback and I've hung out with her when she comes to town. We hang out and all kinds of stuff. Um, and she's lovely and she's hilarious and yes, she does incredible voices and imitations and stuff. Um, and she's really a unique person. <laughs> she's really a unique person. And and yeah. again, you know her, uh, Esmeralda and. That that voicemail is very Dana. You know what I mean? Like that's right. what? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a no. What is it? What? <laughs> like that's Zane, that's Dana. I just love the silence and be like, yeah. There's no redo. And I, and I'm, I was listening to it, and as soon as there was that long silence, I'm like, all right, what's going on? And I was like listening. I'm like, what is happening? And then when I heard what, there's no re. I was like, fucking Dana. That's Dana. <laughs> so anyway, Dana gets two clips because she's so special and she's my future ex-wife, and I love her. Right. Um, yeah. And you were talking about how she was good with doing characters and voices and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. Um, 
I love. Okay, well, I'm just going to play this. This is the one of the. What, she's been on the podcast three times. This is one of the times she was on. All jackets. And the reason and, why I see you were watching that because you have Showtime and that's what yes, made you go over. Yes. Got it. Okay. So, so, so you you must watch Yellow Jackets for many reasons. One, it's fucking great, and I know I know you, and I know you would love this show. I honestly, I guarantee you that you would love it. And Juliette Lewis rules, and you do a great impression of her, and she's great in it. So you need to so watch Yellow Jackets. So basically what you're saying is you love that for me. I do. Oh, look what you did there. How about this? One, two, three, four. Dana DiLorenzo. She'll fuck your face with bullets. Dana DiLorenzo. Ooh, that's right. It's Nikki's future is white. Dana DiLorenzo. Dana DiLorenzo. See, that's what you get right there. How about that? <laughs> and here I thought that maybe you would have a theme song for me, Juliet Lewis. Man, I haven't done that in a decade. Uh, I um, think it I might, no, I think, yes. it, I think the first time you were on my show, I made you do it. I think I, think I made you. I did. Probably at this point, a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know, it, it's been a while. It's been a while. I know. Yeah. Okay. We've been future ex-husband and wife for a very long time. There you go. Um her Juliet Lewis destroys me. That's like my oh, favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite. By the um, way, I think, like yeah. she said at the the last bit, um, you've been longer future ex husband, wife. I think uh, longer than your actual marriage is. Ah, you may be right, Esmeralda. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and then here is uh, Dana was on one more time. Here's another clip because because I'm in love with Dana DiLorenzo. Here's another uh, another clip from when she was on. <laughs> oh my god! All right, listen. <laughs> I am having a blast. By the you're the best, Dana. God damn no, it! You, I you love should, you, Nick D. You, you know oh, that you're, you're my you're best. my favorite. You are the you're so good at what you do. And oh. every time, every time, every single time, I'm like, there's not possibly anything he hasn't asked me yet. And every time you just make it so much fun well, and so interesting and effortless. I, and I love listening to you when you have my friends on and oh, people are just anything like well, you're just so good at this. Oh, this is like you're born to do this. And I well, love thanks, it. And Dana. I know your listeners agree. Well, I think I appreciate that. You're my, you're, you know, obviously you know how much I love you and how much I, I think you're such an, a fucking amazing person and an amazing guest and you're the best. So now that we finished blowing each other, uh, what? But um. Oh wait, you want that? I got that. Are you kidding me? Hold on a minute. There it is. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh God, it's so good. It's, yeah. it's so good. So um, listen. Let's let's. There, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, Dana. Um, and we 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 kind of like each other. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I believe um, so. Yes. Yeah, Dana's great. <laughs> All right. I so the last um, clip from a past episode, and again, we are mm-hmm. celebrating 100 episodes. Yeah. Um, I want to set this up a little bit. This was the only time I've ever been nervous oh. um, uh, interviewing someone for the podcast, and I've only been nervous oh. interviewing uh, people over the years a couple of times just a few times and mm-hmm. normally i'm not very right. nervous i'm like okay it's my job i get but this was really nervous and this was when um uh earlier this year back in uh may i had suzanne vega i got suzanne vega on my on my mm-hmm. on this podcast um and for people who don't know i i love suzanne vega i love her music i love everything about her i've been in love with her since her first album came out in 1985 
I spent a good portion of the late 80s and the early 90s stalking her, going to New York just to see her. <laughs> um, I love her music. She's one of my favorite artists of all time, one of my favorite humans on the planet. I adore everything about her. And um, I had her on the podcast to talk about the movie that she made that, that played at, uh, at, uh, at, at um, uh, the, uh, the, the festival in Austin. Why am I blanking on the festival in Austin? Um, uh, South by Southwest. South, yes, South by Southwest. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. South mm-hmm. by Southwest. Um, and uh, she was in town. She played two gigs, uh, one in Evanston and one in Chicago. And I went to both gigs and met her afterwards and talked to her. And she was kind enough to say yes, that she would do my podcast. Um, and I want to say this. We were having a little difficulty. You know, sometimes, Esmeralda, when you're, doing the, when you're doing these podcasts, the technical issues of getting someone connected. Right. Yeah. Can be, can be a little much. Yeah. Depends on what, equi- what equipment your guest has, if they have a mm-hmm. phone or if they have like a bad thing or they don't know what they're doing. And we were having a difficult time connecting with, with Suzanne. Um, she was using her phone, and it was all kind of, it was kind of screwy, and the, the connection was going in and out and in and out. And, and I only had her for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, I, was, I only had her for a half an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to, you know, spend that time trying to get connected so that I only have 10 minutes with her to talk to her. And it took us 45 minutes, over 45 minutes, to finally get connected in a possible, in a normal technical way. Right. Oh, and then, and then she, but she, I mean, she gave me a full over a half an hour. She stayed and it was fucking amazing. But I will say this. There was a moment where like her name came up on the screen because I had sent her the invite thing and her name mm-hmm. came up on the screen. And I was like, <gasps> like, you know, like, oh my God, that's, that's Suzanne Vega. It's Suzanne Vega. This, I've been worshiping this woman since 1985. And then at one point I was like, we should try. Do you have a different pair of headphones? We were trying to work out technical stuff. And she's like, yeah, hang on a second. And she got up. And I, was, I had my headphones on, and I, and, I, and I listened, and I could hear her walking across her apartment floor, and I just started to freak out. I was like, wait a minute. That's Suzanne Vega. That's, actually, that's her footsteps. That's her footsteps in her apartment in her New York. This is Suzanne Vega walking across her floor. Oh, my God. I can't fucking believe this is happening. It's Suzanne Vega. I'm in her. I love it. I'm in Suzanne Vega's apartment right now. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, Esmeralda, I hear her footsteps, mm-hmm. and, and I hear her kind of mm-hmm. shuffling around looking for a pair of headphones or something, and then I hear a cat meow, and I went, <gasps> that's Suzanne Vega's cat. Oh, my God, that's Suzanne <laughs> Vega's cat. Oh, my goodness. And then she walked back and sat down, and, uh, and instead of going, oh, my God, I heard your footsteps and your cat, it was great. I, I mean, that would have I, been a bit, she would have, I think, just went, and I'm leaving. And we're Goodbye. done. <laughs> but it was, I have to say, of all the interviews I've done in the 100 episodes, by far my favorite and the most special was when I got to talk to Suzanne Vega and when she was kind enough to do the podcast. And she says she's going to come back. Um, nice. And it was Exciting. great. And so uh, I wanted to play the last clip, the last interview clip of the 100 shows with my favorite interview that I've done. And this is me uh, very selfishly asking Suzanne Vega about how she wrote my favorite Suzanne Vega song. So this mm. is Suzanne Vega. Ask about uh, what inspired you to write uh, uh, Tired of Sleeping. Um, oh, Tired of Sleeping, yeah. Yeah. Now, it's a, it's for me, and obviously people interpret songs their own way, and I have a personal connection to it during that period of my, of, of my life, that dark period. For some reason, it, it was apropos of where my mind was, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And so, but where, tell me about the writing of, of Tired of Sleeping for very selfish reasons, because I'm a, you know, I want to hear about it. Yeah, sure. Um, that was a weird time for me, too. Um, the success of Solitude Standing had sort of 
brought a lot of things up to the surface. Um, so after that, I was exhausted and I spent a lot of time sleeping, to be honest. Uh, mm. I was trying to take care of my health and, and I was having really weird dreams, some of them very disturbing. And I'd, I had had that before. I had, all through my 20s, I had terrible nightmares um, uh, of various types. And I started to write about it um, a bit. And so somehow in, the, in this song, I'm sort of trying to reassure my mother that everything really is okay. Um, you know, uh, even though it's an ironic song, because obviously you can see by the content of the dreams that everything is not okay, yeah. uh, that things are dire, things are really weird, things are, um, they're surreal and they're distorted uh and but there's this sense of trying to make it right um and to be honest uh, i it's a song that i just went with it's, there are some songs i just do that with i don't uh have a it's not like i have a theme or a, a message yeah. or yeah. B beforehand i just sort of wade in there and i work from the images themselves and sometimes directly from the dream so the whole thing about the clean quilted heart uh yeah. there was some question as to whether the word was quilt or guilt um mm -hmm. and so it was a play on words there and uh and i just i just went with it i sort of put it in the form that i could find and then left it there um and it's a very uh it's a song that even now sometimes it touches me in a way or i feel i feel tears when i yeah. sing it or when i think of it um, so I can't describe it really any better than that, but it's sort of like trying to reassure my mother, you know, uh, or that, that things will be okay. Uh, even though I myself was not sure they were going to be. Um, okay. I'm kind of losing it right yeah. now, Suzanne, because that's exactly how I was feeling at the time. <laughs> exactly how yeah. I was feeling at the time. <sighs> okay. Anyway, thank you for that song. Uh, and, and yeah, and sure. And, and getting, there you go. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you're like, and yeah. that's insane because that's uh, exactly how it's like. No, oh. I was like really literally uh, uh, on the verge of tears when she said that. Because that weird dark time that preceded, you know, me launching this podcast um, mm -hmm. was a b very bad time. And that song yeah. by Suzanne Vega, Tired of Sleeping, got me through a lot of it. So I thought it would be appropriate to end this episode with that now that we're on 100 episodes. That's lovely. So anyway, Esmeralda, um, I couldn't do this without you. And I mean that uh, with all my heart. I love you. And uh, and um, and you're the best partner that anybody could ask for. And uh, and here's oh, to like a thousand. Oh, so, yeah, and, absolutely. So and we'll see everybody at Zany's on January 17th. Um, and my thanks to everybody, Ed again, uh, and Jason Skaggs and Esmeralda and everybody who was a part of the podcast, everybody who wasn't mentioned, all the guests that I've ever had on. We are 100 episodes in and we're going to continue to do it. In fact, next time, Dan Feinberg's going to join us. Um, nice. We'll get back to some TV talk <laughs> and we'll do the best and worst TV shows of 2022. Esmeralda will be uh, with us as well. We'll get back to our candy, uh, Japanese candy taste testing as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there you go. Um, and in fact, have a great uh, Christmas, Esmeralda. Merry Christmas. You too. Enjoy um, the holidays. You too. And uh, my thanks to everybody. You want to be a sponsor? Sales at RadioMisfits.com. You want to leave a voicemail or a megaphone message request? <laughs> Email us, NickDPodcast at gmail.com or voicemail us at 773-417-6948. 
And uh, Azrelda, thank you again. And everybody, thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you next time on the Nick D Podcast for episode 101 right here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The wind is right on me.